So I, I want to share this with you, this piece at the New York Times. And again, I think this is an advice column. And the person who wrote in wants to know how they can cure their white guilt. They are beset with a a profound, soul-crushing sense of anxiety over being white. And they want to know what they can possibly do about it. This is the actual letter. I'm going to read it verbatim. I'm riddled with shame. White shame. This isn't helpful to me or to anyone, especially people of color. I feel like there is no me outside of my white, upper-middle-class, cisgender identity. I feel like my literal existence hurts people, like I'm always taking up space that should belong to someone else. I consider myself an ally. I research proper etiquette, read writers of color, Vote in a way that will not harm people of color and other vulnerable people. I engage in conversations about privilege with other white people. I take courses that will further educate me. I donated to Black Lives Matter. There's so much virtue being signaled here. Yet, yet I fear that nothing is enough. Part of my fear comes from the fact that privilege is invisible to itself. What am I doing or saying insensitive things without realizing it? Another part is that I'm currently immersed in the whitest environment I've ever been in. My family has lived in the same apartment in East Harlem for four generations. Every school I attended, elementary through high school, was minority white. But I'm now attending an elite private college that is 75% white. (gasps) I know who I am, but I realize how people perceive me, and this perception feels unfair. I don't talk about my feelings because it's hard to justify doing so while people of color are dying due to systemic racism and making this conversation about me would be again centering whiteness. Yet bottling it up makes me feel in existential anger that I have a hard time channeling since I don't know my place. Instead of harnessing my privilege for greater good, I'm curled up in a ball of shame. How can I be more than my heritage? And they they sign this letter, Whitey. Now, I I want to believe, I deeply hope and pray and want to believe that this is satirical, that this is a joke, that the person who wrote this was trying to put forward a caricature of white guilt, but I fear that it's genuine. Well, it feels like something that somebody would write to get or intentionally so that they could respond in a way that would make them look correct. Well, and and here's the thing. Regardless of the authenticity of the letter, the response from the advice columnists at the New York Times is sincere. And this is what they this is how they responded. A guy by the name of Steve Almond. He said Shame and anger are powerful emotions, Whitey, and yet your central struggle is around identity. You write that you don't know your place. In fact, your letter describes your place as a kind of prison cell of privilege. What you really feel is trapped within an identity that marks you inescapably as an oppressor. This feeling is especially acute right now, I suspect, because you're suddenly immersed in a mail you that reflects your privilege back to you. 
we do live in a culture steeped in white supremacy and class bigotry, as well as patriarchal values. But the solution to this injustice isn't to wallow in self-hatred. Instead, heed the words of the writer Bell Hooks. Privilege is not in and of itself bad. What matters is what we do with privilege, she writes. We have to share our resources and take direction about how to use our privilege in ways that empower those who lack it. You're not going to empower others by disempowering yourself. And, you know, there are other responses here by, by different writers that follow a, a similar tact of acknowledging this. And, you know, I posted this on Facebook earlier this week, and my comment was every word of this, the, the letter that originates it, and then the response from the writers of the New York Times, every word of it signals and reveals profound mental illness. This is mental illness. It is. It is. Like, the, okay, so let's define our terms. What does it mean to be mentally ill, to be mentally sick? What it means is dysfunction, right? Like, you can't function the way you're supposed to in the context of reality in order to pursue and keep your values and live a healthy life. So when, if you're existing in a mental state, such as is described by this, this writer to the New York Times, wherein you're beset with a sense of white guilt and you can't function in your life and in society because you're racked with guilt over something you didn't do, you're racked with guilt over the fact that you exist, that is... I. It's a psychosis of some kind. Like, I'm not a psychologist, so I can't, you know, I don't have a copy of the DSM-4 here with me. I don't have time to look it up. But it is definitely some form of mental illness, whereby you are, you, you're actually kept from functioning the way a normal adult, human, mature human being is supposed to be able to function. And that in and of itself is bad enough. The fact that there's a person out there who suffers from this particular mental illness that's bad enough in and of itself what's worse what's infinitely worse is that a mainstream cultural institution like the new york times instead of calling this out as mental illness instead of asking the person you need to get help you need to get psychological counseling in order to restore yourself to a balanced mental state so that you can pursue and keep values and live a happy life Rather than doing that, they encourage the person to continue to accept and adopt and maintain all of the irrational premises which fuel their deranged state. That is abusive. It's not, it's more than just wrong, it's abusive. And indeed, this whole identity politics matrix that we find ourselves confronted with on a daily basis, you know, we see examples of it where, you know, everybody, all these different groups that are oppressed, you know, there was a, a piece about the, the Minneapolis budget put forward by Mayor Jacob Fry that was in our stack tonight, wherein he said he made some comment about the, I don't even think I can remember this correctly, the LGBTQIA, I think, is what we're up to now in terms of, and I don't know what those last, like, four letters are like i i have no idea and but you know this this is this is where we're at we're at a place where things just get more and more crazy and instead of addressing the crazy and somebody saying no stop we're got to be adults we got to grow up we can't be crazy anymore they just double down twin cities news talk.com